We're Meadows, and this is the Kingdom Core Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the Kingdom Core Podcast. Sean here. Uh, today we have a great episode. We just finished up our interview with Meadows. Uh, the entire band. It's our first interview with a full band, and we had an amazing conversation. Uh, they just recently signed to Face Down Records. They played Furnace Fest, and they released a new album in those days and also after. We had an amazing conversation. Uh, Chris, why don't you uh, tell our listeners what we chatted about today and uh, tell them about our uh, Patreon. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we, we had an awesome conversation with the guys. We talked some tour stories and and just some of their experience at, at Furnace Fest, as well as kind of going in depth more on the concept and the, the story behind the album, which was super cool to hear. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to you guys getting to hear this. We just want to remind you guys that we have a Patreon page now. Uh, you guys can go and support us financially if you so choose. If it's something you guys want to be a part of, we got like a Facebook group that you can be a part of. We have special perks like being mentioned at the end of a podcast episode and in credits, as well as sometime in the near future, we'll have some, some of you guys join even with an audible clip to be part of the podcast. Just as a thank you to those who have become patrons already, uh, we had Peter from Christian Metal Source, Candy from Christ for Metal, and as well as Jonathan Lehman and William Fournier. So thank you. Hopefully thank I got you. your guys' names yes. right. But thank you so much for supporting us already. From now on, we'll have you guys listed at the end of the podcast episode in a credit scroll. Because of your generosity, you guys can see me now. I got a ring light. So you guys can actually see my face. So thank you. We're, we appreciate <laughs> and- it. And a table to put the and mic a table on. to put the mic on. Yes, <laughs> a little TV tray yes. stand. So thank you guys for your generosity. It would also be a super huge help if you guys went on to whatever streaming service that you're listening on, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, even on YouTube. If you guys would hit the download button, stream it, uh, hit like, leave a review, five star rating. Five star rating on on like Apple Podcasts. It's a super huge help. It'll actually let the podcast be heard by more and more people around the world. And uh, yeah, it's it's super awesome so far. The support that we've received from you guys. So thank you very much. So with that, let's get into our episode number five with the band Meadows. Meadows boys, thanks for joining us today. We're excited to have you guys on. How are you guys doing today? We awesome. are great, wonderful, great, fantastic. It's Friday. It's Friday, <laughs> yes. <laughs> TGIF. So uh, it's been a uh, been quite an eventful couple past months for uh, you guys. You guys got signed to Face Down, released your first record. You guys got to play Furnace Fest. Uh, how was Furnace Fest? Furnace I want to hear all about that. It was epic. I mean, just to see what it was, not just for like everybody that was there, or like for us, like individually, but like just to see the genuine buzz, like in the city, like every Uber driver I talked to was like, I mean, you you tell they had no idea what the music was, but like they're like, oh, Furnace Fest, and like <laughs> they're not like the sports talk radio, and they were talking about like the new UAB stadium and like how people coming in for Furnace Fest are gonna get to see it and things like that, and like so, oh wow, people people know about it here, and it was extremely well done like i mean it honestly i said this in a comment to to johnny on uh, johnny grimes who's one of the the guys that put it together that helped get us on but i was like man you guys really caught lightning in a bottle like it was epic it looked like a fun time for sure yeah even outside of playing like just attending the whole weekend was awesome yeah Yeah. It, it was definitely a special time and it's just like a just a great moment for Birmingham in general, because there's so many people from out of town just being able to see like Birmingham in a, in a good light, like the city that it actually is. What was, what was it like playing such a huge festival? I think you guys opened up Sunday, if I remember right, or were one of the first bands. Uh, how big was your crowd? What was that like? Uh, just take us through that. Uh, it's, it's tough to kind of gauge really. Cause I think they had mentioned there were like, 
don't know, 12,000 tickets, like, like kind of spread around. And then, you know, I went to a, um, a concert in Nashville that was sold out. It was indoors, but they said it was like a 600 cap room. And I was like, there's, <laughs> we had more people standing outside by the fountains. Yeah. It seemed like, and I mean, it's just, it's hard to tell. It was a, there's several hundred though. And That's I mean, awesome. looking back at like the pictures and stuff, it's kind of, it's one of those things where like in the moment it kind of like, there's just this fog. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then yeah. like, you look back at the pictures and Armando, like, you know, uh, cropped one out. and was like, dude, look at that sea of people. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw some video clips. It looked like a lot of people. Man, it was so much fun. Yeah, it was an uh, adrenaline rush. I got off stage and I was just like, oh my God, I am so emotional right now. Yeah. I told my wife, I was like, give me five minutes. Okay. <laughs> I was like, it, it just, it got me. It, it, it was, it, it was an honor for sure. I'm guessing that's probably the, the largest crowd you guys have played in front of before. Would you say? Yeah, we've played, um, ichthus one year um, okay but aside from that yeah definitely that's awesome so what was the energy like just all weekend at furnace fest you had so many amazing bands getting back together doing reunions who go through like the bands that you guys saw who you guys were most excited to see mm, defeater mm -hmm. man defeater and it was like as soon as i got there they were on so i was like okay i can't miss this <laughs> Yeah, we saw, so like, you know, having like an artist wristband or whatever, we got the opportunity to stand like side stage. So we all stood side stage for Terror, um, and that Ooh. band just rips. Yeah. I mean, they were so good. Especially yeah. live, they just really blew all of us away. So all of us were just like, oh my gosh, their live performance is phenomenal. You're asking about energy yeah. at the festus in general, and just like that band's energy from start to finish, like, if anything, they had more energy at the end of their set than at the beginning. Like it was, it blew my mind. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, um, he is legend. Like, really blew me away with their live performance as well. They were just insane. They were insane. I was telling you, their their drummer was just blowing my mind. He was nonstop the whole time. Nonstop. Dude, I don't. Know. It's like I feel like we could have these conversations for like ever about like yeah. which band was like, oh wow, oh wow. Like it was just legendary like shy halud and then like comeback kid you know comeback kid i, I mean turnstile to be honest yeah. it was kind of difficult because every single band was so of such a high caliber you were just running from stage to stage seeing back-to-back -back bands that i didn't think i'd ever see live just mm. in three continuous days so it was just like 100 percent the whole time the energy was so great. Like everybody was in such good spirits. I didn't see like a single sour face mm -hmm. <laughs> the whole time. I mean, it's just wild. And like, like walking backstage, or, like going to like the food area and like seeing everybody from like Emory or like SC's burn mm -hmm. and just across the board. It was such a great environment in general. Yeah, if I ever got to go there, I would definitely have been hanging out at like the labeled stage. Dude, <laughs> the next year, yeah. they're doing it again. Yeah. Oh, dude, go. next year. Are you guys going to play come. next year? Yeah, we'll see. Who knows? We can, we can hope. I'll yeah. be there either way, mm -hmm. <laughs> whether right. we play or not. <laughs> and, you know, we've all got houses here if y'all need yeah. <laughs> spots to, to crash. So. Actually, Sean and I were talking about uh, hopefully one day we'll get to meet each other and it'll most likely be at like Face Down Fest. Yeah. But if you guys don't know, I'm down in Southern California. Chris is up in Canada. I did yeah. not know that. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the Canadian guy, West Coast, uh, BC, <laughs> near Vancouver. That's wild. So y'all haven't right. even met. No. Yeah, no, we've never met in person. We've just had wow. dozens of calls like this. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, for, for our listeners who may not know you guys, how about you guys go through and introduce what your name is and what you play? My name is Christian. I play the microphone in the band. <laughs> <laughs> my name is evan and i play drums in the band my name is stone and i play guitar in the band in the band <laughs> <laughs> i'm armando and i play guitar in the band i'm brandon i'm also in the band i play bass in the band nice 
and together you are <laughs> together we are a band we are meadows. i was looking together for meadows we... but <laughs> together we are meadows band there you go <laughs> so um, at meadows band <laughs> so tell us um what is meadows what like what, what's the inspiration behind the name uh inspiration behind your sound just explain what meadows is to listeners who may not have heard you guys before well, um, I'll take the first portion of that. I, I guess when we started with our original vocalist, I was in high school. Um, I was a senior in high school, and we were kind of just tossing names around and just kind of really more so like the mission of what we wanted to do. So like our, I, I guess if you had to say we had like a mission statement, it's like planting seeds of love amidst fields of hate. And that's really what we are as Meadows. Like Christian says all the time from the stage, like if you support us in any way, you are a part of Meadows. And it's just really that idea of like expanding something that's beautiful, you know, to keep it growing. Mm. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's awesome. So thank you guys for being a yeah. part of Meadows. You're now on the demo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and you guys are a part of Kingdom Core and For the Rock. So thank you guys. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. We're, yeah. we're um, exclusive Canadians now. so um you guys just released a new record in those days and also after um it's a three-part record or i guess three eps into one lp would you guys mind taking us um behind the concept of that yeah give us the whole uh, (laughs) the whole enchilada about that yeah it's um it's it's quite an enchilada um (laughs) one might call it a burrito but uh no i i think it's always funny. I get I get this question asked, and I feel like I answer it differently every time in a way. But um, you know, I love to tell stories. Essentially, uh, I'm I love like you know, good filmmaking, good storytelling in general, and then you know a good like project EP or album, just really something that's going to be thought provoking as well. So something that has meaning, has purpose, and so something I've said before is like every single thing about this album was on purpose like has a meaning behind it so like if it's a a color on something or if it's you know a certain verbiage or you know different song titles within each part um you know armando and i used to um live together uh before we each went off and got married (laughs) and we now live with our wives and dogs but um we would just stay up all the time you know, storyboarding, like, what, what is this going to be? And so, you know, my, my grandmother, the initial inspiration, um, before she had passed, um, she spent maybe like the last 11 or so years of her life working on a novel called In Those Days and Also After. And it's Mm. written from the perspective of Noah's wife, um, from, you know, the story of Noah in the Bible. And so I remember just like, staying up with her, a ton of nights like talking about bible stuff talking about you know the story talking about really anything she was just beyond wise and um always just wanted to talk about everything and that's probably where i get all of, you know that love for great storytelling and artistry but the actual story that i've adapted is you know it it follows a family um you know based in the 60s and 70s um, it's, it's not any one of our actual families. Um, people often ask that, you know, I, I write very, um, both empathetically and sympathetically this one more so sympathetically and, and just trying to connect and some, in some ways trying to connect in ways, um, you know, for something that I've not personally experienced, but, you know, I felt led and called to write about. Um, so that's kind of where the story was birthed. Um, I think it really started, you know, with the dove and, you know, thinking about like a lot of our, um, you know, moms and, you know, single moms elsewhere that just kind of, you know, pulled their, you know, bootstraps up and, and put in the work, um, to raise a family, um, in the middle of something, you know, and so part one talks about, you know, the flood, the raven and the dove. And part one, thematically, you know, the song titles pull from the story of Noah. So the flood kind of being like that catalyst event and then the Mm -hmm. raven, 
you know, being the bird that was sent out to see if the flood had, had died down, but didn't return. And so if you notice uh, thematically for the songs, you know, the flood is kind of that catalyst event within the story that we're telling of the dad leaving out and, um, you know, having that car crash and then the raven being perspectively from the sun about the dad not returning and just kind of dealing with that bitterness and that, that heart towards it. And then the dove referencing the mom, you know, the bird that does return with the olive branch and what that signifies. And so part one kind of goes through the story of Noah in a sense within the story of itself. Um, it's kind of like, you know, telling a meta story within a story <laughs> within a story. <laughs> um, yeah. And then you get, you know, part two and it's the, the inheritance, the absence and uh, the embrace. And so, it thematically will follow with the prodigal son. Um, and then you move on to part three and it kind of plays this situational irony where if you pay attention to any of the dates from any of the previous songs, you're realizing that this is going back to the first night that it happened. And part three kind of goes in that prequel sense and you follow the dad instead. And so it kind of follows thematically with the story of Jonah talking about um, the call, the depths, and then the answer. And so all of it just kind of has this thing where, you know, I wanted to do as much as I could for every single piece of it to tie something else in. And, you know, if you're paying attention to this song, you're like, oh, that's the same thing from this song. And it's kind of got this rhyming um, theme throughout as well, where, you know, history kind of repeats itself. And that's you know, what is the inheritance that we take, um, you know, from our fathers and things like that. So there's just a ton <laughs> to it. There's a lot to unpack. It's a burrito. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a multi-layer burrito. Yeah, it's a seven-layer burrito. Yeah. Taco Bell. <laughs> that is so awesome. That's actually really cool hearing kind of the, the concept behind it, because that was actually a lot more in-depth than what I had heard just in little glimpses online. But uh, tying with all of that, how does the album art really kind of incorporate? I was, I was curious about the, some of the stuff on the cover. And then like, there's like the symbols on the, the robe that the, the guy's wearing. If you guys could have a bunch of stuff into that, that would be really cool to hear. Um, yeah, I guess I'll talk into that a little bit. You know, I'm, I'm always a bit on the fence of how much, you know, we want to share or like leave up to mm -hmm. someone's interpretation, I guess. But essentially, um, I, I do all of our graphic design, all of our merch and uh, album artwork and have pretty much since the beginning, we've had a couple of collaborations, but for the most part, I, I do everything. So since we started this project, um, I had essentially been working on an emblem that goes with each individual song. And if you notice the EP cover art, it is um, three emblems that tie in with each three songs for the EPs. And coming together for the full-length cover, it's essentially a cover of the father, uh, being representative of the father in the story on the album, uh, who um, is being represented as a, a pastor coming from that background. And on on the shawl that he's wearing is the emblem of each song. So it's just representing kind of like the coming together of all the songs in one place there. And okay. um, so it, it's kind of like just tying together everything that we had been working on and releasing separately and having him kind of dressed in all white and the all white background covered in dirt. Um, for me personally, it was really showing um how like a lot of us deal with the dirt that we have on the inside of ourselves that not a lot of people see and that kind of coming to the light. So, uh, you know, having its moment of exposure. Oh, that's, that's super awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. I, uh, I'm an aspiring, uh, graphic designer doing some art art and stuff. So that that's always the really interesting thing for me and what catches my eye when, listening to music i actually care about what the art looks like because it totally gives yeah. everything a vibe oh definitely and uh yeah. like like christian mentioned everything that we've put out for this project entirely has meaning behind it uh whether mm -hmm. it's something that we think someone will pick on pick up on or they never will it, it's there if you know someone can figure it out at some point in time so yeah 
And who is that on the album cover? Is that someone you guys know, or is that just... No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. In, in like, I've seen article after article about someone being revealed as like the Nirvana baby. Or, oh, man. Yeah, or Jane Doe. From yeah. So yeah. Uh, he, he's just a, a really close friend of ours. Um, he's actually the associate pastor at, um, at my church that I go to and oh, has nice. been a close friend of mine for um, over a decade now. So it was really just like, hey, you got anything going on this afternoon? I uh, think, you know, this might Let me throw out. some dirt on you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wear some, some uh, clothes that you don't mind ruining. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you guys had a pretty sweet merch spread for this, um, especially I, I collect vinyl. I don't know if you can see behind me. I've got my collection right behind me. But um, you guys had all the etchings on the D side of the second record. Did you guys pitch that idea to face down or did they pitch that? How did that come to be? It's really a, a bit of both. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jason has been a 10 out of 10, the, the best to work with in this whole process. Um, and so we just were talking about how can we make this as special as possible um, for people that either, you know, just collect face down records or, you know, want to get their hands on something that we've poured a lot of ourselves into. Um, so we were just thinking about, you know, a bunch of different ways that that would be truly just memorable, special, um, and, and worthwhile. So um, having that, that D side etching is. Yeah. And we really didn't know we were going to get to do that. We knew we wanted to do like a special color for the record, but Jason mm-hmm. was like, Hey, you guys have enough songs so we're going to have to do two, you know, two, re- two vinyls. And so, um, you know, the backside D is going to be empty. So do you guys want to screen print? And so Armando put something together. That's really cool. And uh, kind of touching on that, you mentioned Jason. Uh, why don't you guys walk us through uh, the process of getting signed to face down? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, um, it's been a dream of mine personally. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, we all kind of share yeah. the same sentiment when I say this, but like, you know, like finding sleeping giant when I was like 14 or 15 and then, you know, like falling in love with the label at that point. And like, if mm-hmm. at any point you'd asked me like, what label do you want to be on? Like, you know, it's a, it's a goal. Like it's a bucket list goal of mine. Like I want to be on face down. Um, yeah. And so <clears throat> we had a, uh, when we did our EP release show, the first one that I was a part of uh, for Accretion, um, we had an awesome lineup. Like one of my like old beatdown bands opened up, and then the rest of it was just <laughs> tours that played, and then we headlined it. So then it was who who played after that? So it household. was it was household comrades, mm-hmm. um, Endeavor, yeah, and it was oh, Conveyor, wow. Conveyor, yeah. 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 Oh man, oh, that is a conveyor. show! So what good. a lineup! Yeah, yeah, we we connected really well with all those bands mm-hmm. and all those all those people. They they've really kind of helped us through our growing years, and we're obviously still in that stage. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, seeing comrades get on face down was, I mean, such an awesome thing um, for us to just celebrate them. And then um, we had had our last ditch effort, like we we'd kind of pitched you know, likewise around, had some conversations with a few labels and then they kind of fell. And then we were pitching a little bit of part one, pitching part two. And then it was like, all right, guys, we're about to do part three. And then there's going to be the full length. So let's, before we put out part three, let's see if anybody wants to bite. And so we just sent it out again, hit face down up. And then like, you know, Joe was really kind and Mm -hmm. was from comrades. Yeah, Joe from Comrades. I apologize. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, he uh, he's like, hey man, um, you know, I talked to some folks for you guys, and um, they at least checked it out for us. That's all we were wanting. I was like, I just want to know if someone saw Listen it. Listen to it, definitely. <laughs> yeah, that's all. So I mean, it, it's just been we've been blessed to have a lot of help from a lot of different people along the mm-hmm. way. 
We need to let them know, Sean, that um, you and I are playing fantasy football next week. And yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. About that. yeah, yeah, Christian man. and I play. Actually, by the time <laughs> this will have aired, I will probably have already beaten Christian and fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm undefeated. Let that let that show as well, at least for now. Oh man, for now. So. <laughs> Didn't you just lose a star player, Sean? I I did. I lost Russell Wilson <laughs> for eight weeks. Eight oh, weeks. Man. Six to eight. Hey. It's destiny, it's destiny. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what um, happens just real quick do you guys know comrades like are you familiar with them oh i love yep. comrades yeah, yeah i so, actually one of the few face down bands i've gotten to yeah, see I've, I've met them a few <laughs> times too yeah they're awesome and just i know christian kept mentioning joe but we developed this friendship with joe because we had a really awful van on our first tour and like yeah. that man knows a van right he knows like cars like the back of his hand and so evan over here is like always worried about our van and we were in i think illinois and i was like evan i don't really know what to tell you man other than let's just go talk to joe and see if he can look at it well keep in mind the reason why i was worried Okay, on our way out we didn't even get out an hour out of where we live and we had a massive dramatic tire blowout dramatic is the best uh, it was oh, yeah we you guys like spin like, out lanes is spark like sparks behind our tires and everything <laughs> on the axle the the wheel itself is now a rectangle yeah it was really bad there's a reason why i'm a little paranoid that about was on the way to the, our first show of the tour. Yeah. We were not even no. on the way to our house. Tour. We were 45 minutes out of Birmingham, maybe. <laughs> did did yeah, anybody awesome. check the tires before he left? <laughs> yeah, we actually drove it uh, to like Pensacola, which is about four hours away the weekend before. And we were like, yeah, this new van is great. So we, yeah, we ended uh, up running over a giant piece of like right angle metal on in the highway, like a huge piece of metal that was just like, and also did not have the weight distributed <laughs> properly at all. We had probably my body weight worth of what I weigh like 160. We had probably, I remember doing the math on it. We had close to that much, close to 160 pounds of bottled water. Yeah. In the <laughs> wow. I, I think the tires were just trash. That's all that to say that's why evan was just concerned about the van but later on in the tour we had some other issues and joe helped us out and so that's kind of how we got to know joe awesome that's great do you guys actually have any like uh interesting tour stories from over the years like any anything that was like super i mean obviously a uh, van blowing a tire we, crazy. we do oh man oh man but speaking i wish we could tell them all oh yeah i will so let's let's tell a, a couple stone's the storyteller let's do like your favorite one each christian so you're a when, storyteller so when we had this blowout so this is like a 1993 conversion van with like the leather seats and the TV and VCR. It smells like chlorine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so just to like give you an idea of our personalities, we're I'm driving um, and we're going like, I don't know, 75, 80 maybe. <laughs> and Evan's like pointing at the speedometer and I'm like, oh yeah, we need to slow down. And Christian, as soon as like, right as that happened, the tire blows out and we're drifting across four lanes of interstate. This is another and tire I, blowout? Or is this the same story? The same, same story. story yeah. Same okay. story. Um, and so, goofy so yeah. yeah, we're watching a goofy movie. is Christian's favorite Classic. movie. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden that happens. We're drifting. And I see this all in slow motion, like in my rear view mirror. <laughs> Evan is like grasping everything next to him. Christian throws his arms up in the air like he's on a roller coaster. <laughs> he's, he's smiling ear to ear. Guys are crashing. You yeah. think this is all fun and games, but I'm you gotta understand we have a shower rod going across the van that we hung pots and pans from. Yeah. So I really like the goofy movie. Yeah. Like how they pile it on top of that thing. 
and all the water bottles and like all the snacks that yeah. we had stuffed in every single crevice of this van. <laughs> and so I'm like, all of this is about to fall on. Me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we, you know, we don't crash. We barely get off the interstate and we, we get all, we all get out of the van. We have no tools whatsoever to change this tire. And we're not completely out of the interstate um, because the tire wrapped around the axle and the van will not move. And so we're all like, let's try to push it out. And so Armando, we didn't even count or anything. And Armando just rams his shoulder into the back door of the van and dents it. Like immediately it's got this huge dent in the back. And I'm I'm a pretty big big guy, so I thought I could move it by myself. And so... Yeah, that was, we didn't, anyway, someone else stopped that we knew just out of nowhere and he had a bunch of cones in his trunk. And so we put cones yeah. out on the interstate to make people move over. Yeah. Um, and this random guy pulled over and he had tools in his truck that like hooked into his cigarette lighter. And so he's like sawing off the tire off the axle <laughs> and he's underneath our yeah. van and, and he's he, just shaking like a tree yeah every time an 18 wheeler and so he leans his head out and he looks at me and armando and he says hey tell my grandkids i love them and he goes back <laughs> underneath that's the only thing he said to us too um, wow. and all while this is going on just another just inside into christian's personality he walks up to me i'm like pouring sweats the middle of july he walks up to me and he says hey stone come here and so i like step off to the side and he's like i think something stung me on the leg and i'm like dude i'm sorry about that we have much bigger problems right now I was I also used to be like allergic to wasps, so I was like trying not to panic a little bit. Oh, man. Wait, oh, we man. we gotta say we gotta tell you the mosquito story real quick. Too. Last story before we go. On. <laughs> tell us the mosquito story. Okay, you want to take it away? Yes. Okay. So, in in the van, of course, and we are now in Minnesota. Yep. Correct. Yep. So we go from a dramatic tire blowout to we make it about twenty minutes from the Great Lakes, yeah. which, by the way, feels amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, like 65 degrees, maybe. In the middle of the summer. In the middle of the summer, yeah. So we could not find a place to stay, period. You know, we were trying to get a hotel room because we were exhausted at this point. Anyway, so we find this campsite, you know, nowhere the place available. So we're like, hey, we're going to have to sleep. <laughs> and it's so late, we couldn't pay to get in so we just mm. drove in Probably in the just, yeah it is it's late or early however you want to say it and we park next to this dam and we're like okay well this is going to be nice this sounds soothing okay we're going to open up the windows because it feels great oh no all right so i'm i'm sleeping in the passenger seat hood up just like this the whole night stone i look over in stone <laughs> Stone is slightly tilted his driver's seat back. Legs are in the steering wheel. Okay. <laughs> and then you've got all the other guys. One of them takes the bench seat. One of them takes maybe the floor. Yeah. And then I was sleeping on Brandon's base cab. With his in neck. The, my, his neck is in like the L position. And yeah, so his neck was like this. And then so wait, first things for what did the, the train come first? And then yeah. Okay. Yeah. So out of nowhere. <laughs> the loudest train horn we have ever heard and I, it woke all of us up and we all we were next to train tracks is the other thing so yeah, we, yeah. Like, we had gotten out and walking just like walked around because like like evan was talking about like it felt gorgeous outside and like we were beside a dam it sounded pretty so we just got in got out and walked around like never saw a train track anything like that i thought we were about to get clobbered it sounded like it was coming directly at our face yeah we were the floorboard just popped up eyes really big and just like it was one time to go it's one time to go and just back to sleep so then after recovering from that we all fall back asleep well i'm like keep hearing like mosquitoes in my ear and everything and i'm just like man like i'm itching and i'm like they don't stop this is waking me up I turn on my flashlight and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's like hundreds. And I'm like, dude, stone. Hey. And he wakes up. 
you know, and turns his flashlight on and it just, just multiplies. <laughs> I don't know how many mosquitoes are thousands, in there. Literally thousands. You can see through the window. Yeah, was so we woke up and went, yeah, yeah. we, we woke up and went to get treated for the West Nile virus. I'm all just kidding. <laughs> all the food that Kristen talked about being all the crevices of the van. Gone. Gone. Yeah. No. Oh, we man. took mosquitoes from Minnesota back home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. Oh, gosh. Oh, that's How many mosquito terrible. bites mosquitoes did you guys worst. all walk away with? My legs are swollen. No, but seriously, though, I know I joked about... I know I joked about the West Nile virus thing, but we played a festival that day and we were all like sick all day. We all like oh, didn't no. feel good. So like we slept literally an hour of that. So that may have attributed a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and sleeping like on a 90 degree angle with your neck. Yeah. <laughs> it was, oh, I don't know. I should yeah. play guitar like that at the show. I, I don't yeah, think I'm built for this kind of life. Yeah. We, got the picture. we yeah. took like a selfie from the back of the van. And you can see all of us like real excited about our night at the campsite. And oh then, man, trying to look excited. It's <laughs> like that. It's like clickbait for like moments before tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, oh, awesome. that's awesome. Thanks for sharing those stories. So I wanted to get back to the new album for a little bit. So you guys recorded it as three separate EPs. So I'm assuming you guys recorded and wrote part one. You wrote and recorded part two, and then wrote and recorded part three. Correct. Or did you guys like write it all at once and release it over the course of a few years? Yeah, we had um, planned on releasing each part each year. Okay. And maybe even thought about, hey, can we do it in a shorter time span? Because really being, you know, DIY and, and not having the ability to tour and, you know, promote or like just really having the know-how to like really push an album well. Um, right. At the time, we were like, what if we split it up to keep our momentum? Um, and so, like I said, back to when Armando and I would live together and we just ate cereal and watched Avatar The Last Airbender every night. We would talk about the album and like talk yeah. about the story. And so we would storyboard a good bit before we wrote any of it. Okay. So we kind of had like, what is like, what's the the path that's getting taken here? What is what are we trying to say? as an overarching theme, like what's, what's the end game here. And so we figured that out before we started anything else. But as far as like the actual details of lyric placement and song tracking and, you know, all that, we did record it, you know, part, then part, then part. And we put it out. I think it's really interesting because there's been bands who have done concept albums like that, like thrice, they have the um, Alchemy Index for EPs to make two uh, LPs. But I, I think what's really cool about what you guys did is you almost hear the evolution of the band from part one to part two to part three and hear the band grow and progress not only lyrically in the story, but also sound-wise. You hear the band become a more mature version of Meadows by the time you hit part three. And I think that is really cool. Cause I don't, I can't think of another album that was written that way where you hear it like that. Yeah. And our, our writing process was probably different for all three. So right. I think we kind of figured out something that we all just thrived on with the last um, set of songs. Did you guys write the, the final track kind of like after all the other three parts were done or was that kind of initially done with part three and then saved? We wrote it after part three, along with um, part one, part two and part three, um, but knew that we wanted to kind of have those, um, you know, play off of each other as far as part one, part two and part three, the, the songs. Mm -hmm. um, so they're kind of like the intro and interlude tracks on the album. Having, you know, the beginning, the end as this all encompassing song, this, this finalization of everything, um, you know, and it's kind of back to what Armando is saying, as far as like, how much of that particular song do we want to just say, this is what it is. And this is the perspective it's written from. We almost kind of say, all right, you choose which perspective from the story it is written from and mm. uh maybe it's written from multiple perspectives 
That's really cool. Who and, knows? <laughs> yeah. It's so and, beautiful. Like hit, listening to it again today, it was, I was like, oh man. Like I remember Sean right after the album came out, he was like in, in our, our group message. He was just like, guys, have you heard like the final song from Meadows? And I was like, I heard it. But I can't really remember it like in the moment. And then now having heard it a few times, I was like, oh my goodness. Like it definitely stands out oh, yeah. at the end. It's a beautiful ending. And then having mm-hmm. those guests vote, it's Kevin Klein, correct? I'm forgetting his name mm-hmm. from yeah, Valley Heart. I mean, that it starts off literally. I mean, obviously he's from Valley Heart, but even just musically, it starts off sounding like a song from Valley Heart. Um, how did you guys get him on? on the record or on the song. The funny thing is we're, we're all huge fans of Valley Heart, love their music. Oh, yeah. But we have, um, we had a show uh, like two years ago now at this point, right? It was, it was, it was, it was July, October. Yeah, 2019, July, or, I thought it was, it was October. It was early. Really? Summer. Anyway, a few years ago, we had a random show come together that we played at one of our basically one of our neighboring friends in the area uh, put this on in their garage and um, Valley Heart had an off day coming through the area. So they ended up hopping on and we just got to play a show with them. And it was really one of those kind of like low key sort of situations. And we ended up just getting to spend a lot of time with them and connecting with them and kind of stayed in touch Um through that and have just kind of messaged back and forth here and there and ended up just having this song ready and just couldn't get him out of our mind for how the sound needed to be. And we're like, Mm -hmm. you know, you would just accompany this sound so well. So it was just really a blessing to get to work and collaborate with him on that. Um, Just kind of having the initial melodies, Christian, um, like when, when we were kind of workshopping all the melodies and, and kind of getting to collaborate with Kevin on that and just where it ended up, like we couldn't be happier with it. That's awesome. And I was listening to listening to it today. And when I got to that song, being a huge Valley Heart fan myself, I love everyone I've ever loved. Such a phenomenal mm-hmm. record. It almost felt like lyrically, this could almost be like the sequel to that album, which I think is really, really cool. Yeah. Um <laughs> Because that album is like struggling through your faith or struggling through like a deconstruction of your faith, however you read into it. And then this song is kind of finding your faith, coming to the end of your road and surrendering. And I almost want to now listen to that Valley Heart record and then play this song at the very end. I think that would be a really surreal experience. And so I think that shows a lot of uh, a lot of artistry um, to be able to call back to that, you know. So um yeah. <laughs> it's a, a Meadows and Valley Heart split EP coming in 2022. Ooh, <laughs> that'd be, awesome. that'd be sick. I would be so down. <laughs> Valley Heart Meadows tour would be even better. Oh, yeah. yeah. Speak it into existence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Tooth and Nail and Face Down aren't too far off. Kevin. Yeah. Which we're actually going on a tour with a Tooth and Nail band um, in less than two weeks now. Um, Idol Threat from Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I'm so excited so, for their album. They're about to release their album as well. Yeah, yeah. so we're, we're doing this um, run with them in support of their upcoming record. So we're really excited for that. Awesome. Have you guys gotten the chance to hear it? A lot. Nice. Well, I can't stop listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I've absolutely loved the single so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What have uh, your guys' favorite albums has been this year been so far? Favorite albums mm. this year? <laughs> uh, Glow on Turnstile. Is yeah. Definitely oh yeah. That would, I think uh, collectively that uh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm gonna have to listen to that one because I. <laughs> Oh, as as an overall album that that's a work of art just front to back you know it it just yeah it's great i need to listen to it a few more times i listened to it for the first time i think last week because i heard all the hype i had never heard turnstile before so i looked it up it was definitely i'd never heard anything like it extremely unique and i think i wasn't prepared for it to be that unique so i need more listens for it to catch on but i could definitely Mm -hmm. appreciate what they were doing artistically Mm. Yeah, I think I'm trying this to think is what else perfect... came out this year. Honestly, oh. you know. Sorry, no, go ahead. 
I'm I'm struggling to think of other albums that have come out this year because it's been such a whirlwind. Um, Earth is a Black Hole by Teenage Wrist. Oh, they came okay. out way earlier in the year. That's a really good album. They're like front to back. It's a very solid album. Mm. Uh, I will say as a... Um, uh, <laughs> give me I gave the back of your head the mic. Um, <laughs> so it's an album that came out several, several years ago, uh, probably close to like 2010. I'm not exactly sure on the, the year that it came out, but it got posted to Apple Music and Spotify oh, today. Yeah. Um, it's a band from Alabama uh-huh. called In Irons. The album is um, Heartbeat of the Times, and it absolutely shaped like a lot of my style, like our mm-hmm. style, like the like like just good melodic hardcore. Like if they were still around, like you guys would eat it up on King. Yeah. Of what is, oh, are they a spirit-filled hardcore band? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. We're gonna check that. Out. <laughs> that brings us. I know Chris was uh, really wanting to ask this. So, Chris, yes. you can ask this. Thank you. So, we have a special segment on the show that we, we started doing, and we honestly should maybe start preparing bands for this because they never know what to, <laughs> like what to say. But uh, we have a segment called A Decade Ago, and we actually ask you guys, what is your favorite album, or just now that meant a lot to you, that came out a decade ago, and right now that's 2011. In the Christian mm. rock or metal In the Christian scene, scene. yes. Yeah. Mm. 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 <laughs> 2011. <laughs> I was in... Uh, I was in you high school. Just get a school. list of everything oh, I heard someone say the chariot. Was yeah, the yeah. Is that one wing or is that long live that year? That was long live, right? I'm so yeah, bad with long, years. Okay, long live, I wore yeah. that out. If yes. Long live is I probably was stuck in my CD player in my backspin. It was neither Long Lives 2010 and One Wing is 2012. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh man. Christ. Missed it by that much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shoot. Was that, uh, oh gosh, Someday Came Suddenly by Attack Attack? Oh my was that gosh. That, that was like 2007. Yeah. No. Or eight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was before 2011. Was that 2011? No, it, it was way before then. It was maybe 2010. Come on, 2008. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was gonna say Atrocities by Take It Back, but that came out 2009. Oh, there was some Face Down releases that year. There All right, were... what's Face Down got that year? What did Face Down have that year? Well, uh, that was Give Me Hands, rest. but we've already talked about that oh, one. Was it Hands Give Me Rest? <laughs> they they can talk about yeah. that if they want. Our, our yeah. first guest, Mike from Convictions, had that as his. Yeah, was that that year? That was 2011. Years. They repressed right, well, it. They did yeah. a 10 year repress this year. Wow. I got it. I've got it. I mean, I've got it on my wall right right here. I was uh, I was gonna wear the shirt, but it's dirty because I wear it all the time. That's that. Like that's another one of those albums. Like legitimately, like front to back, I have no problems with it. Yeah, I can listen mm-hmm. to it at any time. Man, this is my top ten all time. There was, was a lot of good band. albums that year. So just face down, we have Hope for the Dying, Dissimulation, Onward to Olympus, The War Within Us, My Epic's Broken Voice, Call to Preserve, Validation, wow. Immortal Souls, Number Four, The Requiem <laughs> of the Art of Death, A Plea for Purging, The Life yeah. and the Death of oh, the yes. Saving Grace, The King is Coming, yeah. In the Midst of Lion's Shadows, that, that, uh, A Hope what for a Home, good year. In Abstraction. Yeah, yeah like that's a massive yeah. year. Abstraction is so good. Yeah, so honestly, um, I guess it was that year. I listened to that In the Midst of Lion's album nonstop and A Hope for a Home. They were two of my favorite bands at that time that really shaped the way that I play music personally. Mm-hmm. So they are, and, I can, and I can and see that, that you guys have definitely... Um, some similarities in the sound with them. What are some bands that influenced Meadows? Who is Meadows' biggest influences? Uh, what even not just bands, but like musicians in general? Who are bands and musicians that you guys have looked up to and tried to emulate or bring a little bit of what they have to your guys' music? Yeah, uh, for me, like off the bat, Aaron Weiss, Me Without yep. You, that. So brother sister was the first time I heard something like that. And I was like, I want to do this. <laughs> I just turned 15 last week, I believe. 
Yeah, I man, when they were coming to Furnace Fest, I was so pumped. Yeah, they were on the same day that we were. Unfortunately, they they had to drop, but uh, they were doing the brother sister like tour and everything. I was just jazzed up. So mm-hmm. um, that that for me was like the moment I thought, wow, like I love the way that he writes. Like it's so visual and you know metaphoric and like impactful at the same time there's just a lot to uncover every time you hear the song you get a, a different like you know moment that sticks out kind of thing or you've got those moments that absolutely hit you in the gut every time so mm-hmm. that would that would definitely be it for me aaron weiss musically well band was i, I know i mentioned defeater counterparts uh yes. comeback kid um come on don't take them all well, I, yeah, I just, as far as like influence go, but like as a drummer, um, specifically, uh, Matt Griner, although I could never play what he plays, yeah. that dude played a solid, at Furnace was a solid 10 minute drum solo. Oh, yeah. It's, wow. it's a sight to behold. Had to take an ice bath after that. I mean, my, but like that, you could tell that guy's got, he's got a good heart. Big time. Oh, yeah. Mm. So. Not even being a drummer, like just watching him play is so inspirational. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. Um, I'd say title fight, touche amoy, pianos become the teeth. That's kind of like Ooh, that's good I guess my go to bands. And then just collectively as a band, I'll just go ahead and mention we all really love Have Heart. Yeah. Um we actually like went on Armando's bachelor trip to go see them play on their like reunion so little nice. tour. Just like that classic hardcore, yeah. you know, vibe. We just all really like that. Um, like, like Stan mentioned, we, there's like a few bands that we collectively really love like for influence, but then I think it's really neat that we all kind of have a lot of like variety of uh, different influences that we have individually too because like for me i'm a really big fan of the band from indian lakes Ooh, um, good. and like mm, yeah they're good. from the indie influence I, I listen to like a lot of softer music and like more atmospheric like instrumental stuff uh so i, I really enjoy kind of like taking from that side of things and um kind of like from indian lakes as cities burn yes. uh kind of like in that realm of music um, I hate to copy other people, but I will never forget listening to <laughs> listening to me without you with Christian. Christian actually introduced me to that band, um, and I I listen to them at least twice, maybe three times a week since he introduced me to them in probably 2015, maybe. Oh wow! Um, it's a shame wow. that I hadn't heard of them before then. Right now, I listen to Chamber a good bit. Um, being a good bit, um, a band called Frail Body a lot. I've been really into them lately. Um, Circus Survive is probably my like Ooh. favorite band of all time. You hear their new single been, today? Yes. Still trying to, still trying to figure it out, and yeah. <laughs> still don't know what to make of it yet. But Christian, you I don't like it? it? Everything you shook your head. Different. I, no, I haven't heard. I didn't know they put something out. Oh no! Yeah, they announced a new EP <laughs> today. You got breaking news. You, you had that look of just like I gotta check it out. Y'all missed the group text. It's <laughs> <laughs> too busy planning my football strategy to be Sean. <laughs> What's y'all's favorite band of all time? Both of y'all. Oh, okay. Oh, first you go first. All right, I can answer that one. My favorite band. Are you guys interviewing us now? (laughs) That's how it works when the interviewers. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it works when you guys are so personable and relatable and Uh friendly and kind. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, it's awful. You're giving them more time to think about it. Answer now. (laughs) No, we already know our answers. (laughs) Yeah, we've had this discussion before ourselves, and uh, mine is falling up if i had to pick one okay uh they're they're just one of those bands that ever since like they had such a huge journey and like from beginning to end it it sounds totally different like not even the same band but um just everything they've made i just find just sounds great (laughs) and i absolutely love all their albums so for me my favorite band of all time is amber lynn um, I'm a huge Amberlynn fan. I like that. Ooh, that, yeah, that, <laughs> that means you guys started like on Tooth and Nail. We, we saw yeah, them. We saw them at Furnace Fest. Fest. Oh, oh, you guys saw them yeah. over Beloved. Yeah. I saw. So 
this is the other great thing about the uh, the artist pass, man. Yeah, yeah. Dude, we were we were very sleuthy. <laughs> we were zooming around all lost. Because I, I saw the schedule and I saw Amberlynn and Beloved uh, playing at the same time, and I was oh, like, if awful. I was there, I would have that's a fit awful. trying to choose between <laughs> Beloved and my favorite band ever. It was hard. Yeah, that was the toughest stretch. I remember there was a third band that was playing on um, the heart support stage where we played. I can't remember who it was. <laughs> I just remember that that block was like the most difficult to decide what to do uh i think it was touche actually I, yeah i was about to say it was touche it yeah was touche, oh, so I, I called them the first, like three songs yeah. of theirs yeah. just jetted a little bit of them then i sprinted over around by the you know backstage area for beloved and then kept on backstage and found this like secret passageway that wound up <laughs> <laughs> behind air balloon and nice i'm definitely fun. super excited to see that uh i think some of like Emery's crew that did their like live album streams, they recorded beloved set and they're going to be releasing it on YouTube, mm-hmm. like in like cool. nice high quality yeah. audio and everything. Ooh, that'd be cool. Yeah. But Amberlynn, they've uh, been my favorite band since. So I've known about them for a long time when I was getting into music back in around like 2012, 2013, when I started getting into rock and then more of the metal stuff. But they just never clicked with me until they were on their farewell tour and they had already played a date in my city. So I'm getting into a band who's literally about (laughs) to play their last show ever in a month. And I'm like, what have I done? Like, I love this band so much. I never thought I'd see them live ever again. Never thought they'd get back together. Neither did they. Then they got back together and I got to see them on their reunion tour, which was incredible. And now they've got new music coming out. They just released a new song, Two Graves, which is amazing uh well it's their first new song in seven years so um and it's heavy it's heavy have you guys heard it i have not i need to check it oh out. you guys need to check it out after yeah. this also chris uh your your double song review was awesome for us yes oh yeah oh my gosh cool. the reaction video we watched that we were like sending it to each other like, yeah hey, look at this we were so excited <laughs> awesome. about that it was really cool man it was so good because it's pretty rare. Almost every band that signs to Face Down, like in the I don't know the last five years, I know of the band before they sign. And you guys were actually one of like the first ones in a long time that I can remember that I'm like I've never heard of these guys. Why have I never heard of them? Join the club. Right? No <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> as soon as you guys signed, I, I went and checked out uh, your guys' stuff on Spotify and listened to like the first EP, and I'm like. This is good. I am looking forward to this. And uh, the album did not disappoint. Not at all. Definitely going to be up there on my list when I make my uh, top 20 of the year. That's yeah. awesome. Thanks for the, yeah. the kind yeah. word. You guys were just mentioned in another video I just dropped. Uh, I just did top 10 of Q3 of 2021. And, Sweet. Uh, I'll let you guys watch it. You have to find yeah. out where I put It's like, it'll be at the beginning of the video. You won't have to watch it too much. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Like, you know, it's in the honorable mention. <laughs> These guys kind of suck, but it's all right. <laughs> they were nice. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a hint. It's towards the end of the video. Oh, cool. There you go. That's cool. Guys, what's next for Meadows? We're about to start. Um, writing the next record man yeah we've got kind of some storyboarding going on already okay um you know we'll just kind of tease it with that but yeah um man we're excited i think it's hard to top this year as far as like just everything that happened for us um but god's good so Mm -hmm. we're just gonna trust him to decide what's what the next step is and open the right doors for us and you know just praying for the right uh you know, mindset and heart and courageousness and all the good stuff to walk through those doors and deliver passionate, you know, music that we're proud of. So mm-hmm. we're, uh, mm-hmm. we're excited. Um, we got stuff coming literally right before we jumped on this call. This is our practice space. So we're, we're riffing a little bit. Nice. I, I wish I would have asked this sooner, uh, not to dive back into the interview, but um, you guys are very obviously open about um, Christianity in your guys' lyrics and all being Christians. Um, what kind of role does faith play in the songwriting, in uh, your guys' uh, 
your guys' performance on stage, when you guys are meeting people at the merch tent, what does Christianity mean to uh, to Meadows as a band? I don't want to like completely like. I feel like people always preface things by saying I don't want to over spiritualize it, and then like do. But <laughs> I mean, it's it's everything, yeah. honestly. I mean, if if it weren't for that, we wouldn't be doing this. To be honest, mm-hmm. you know, we've got wives, we've got mortgages, we've got dogs. You know, like <laughs> there's there's <laughs> enough going on outside of it where, you know, we love the music, we love connecting with people, but yeah. you know, there's a dying world and a very you know hurting scene, um, you know. And so one thing that was mentioned to me from a pastor of mine. A while back you know is i'm just one beggar telling another beggar where i found bread mm-hmm. so i mean that's kind of where we're at you know i just want to say thank you guys so much for spending your evening with us uh spending your time as greatly appreciated to have you guys here on the podcast with us and uh, hopefully we get to do it again sometime soon in the yes. near future yeah the sooner yeah, you guys uh, do that new album the sooner we can have you back oh, yeah that's yeah. right as soon as I beat you in fantasy, Sean. I'll, I'll yeah. come on oh, you're, uh, oh, so we're talking like update, we're sorry. talking in a couple of years, or? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Cool guys. Thank well, you, thanks guys. so much for yeah. being on. Yeah. It's been an honor. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, before you guys sign off, would you guys just um, tell people where they can find you guys online? We've got a website, uh, mdwsband.com. So Meadows without the vowels, band.com. Um, you can also get to our Facebook that I had to recreate because someone hacked our initial one uh, under Meadows Band <laughs> uh, instead of Meadows. If you find that one, you found the wrong one. Sorry. But um, we're on all the streaming platforms. We're on YouTube and all that. If you ask somebody from FaceDown or just um, keep spamming Kingdom Core's uh, inboxes, you'll find us. <laughs> we'll have the links in the description down below on youtube and hopefully in the show notes on streaming services awesome. well with that that's a wrap for this episode thank you guys so much uh you guys have a great rest of your night thank you guys thanks